Welcome to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long. With me this week, Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. And as always, we are talking about gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds, three assets, hard assets, that we believe everyone should own. If you are listening to this show, I want you to remember that we talk in terms of these assets and their physical not paper. This is a show about how these assets in physical form can be owned, how they can be stored, and how you can benefit from that ownership. I want you to remember that we are not your planners or advisors, so if you're thinking of buying or owning any of these assets, you should do your due diligence, and that previous performance of gold and silver is not necessarily indicative of future performance. Now, that being said, Jeremy, we are going to have some interesting insights today on a number of topics. We cannot get around the notion here that everyone is discussing recession. So we're going to make that a big topic today. We're going to talk about the IMF. We have some diamond updates, a couple of excellent articles. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of RSPs versus TFSAs and the central bank issuing a stunning warning that if the entire system collapses, gold will be needed to start over the website to go to and visit while you're listening to the show or when you get a chance to ask for free information or to get an investor package free of charge is guildhallwealth.com and the phone number is one eight seven seven eight silver now jeremy right off the get-go we're looking at an article came out this week and the article was a very interesting one in fact as we taped the show here on thursday it came out this morning october the 17th it was on bloomberg and the article was titled recession odds in canada's crude condo and cannabis economy and essentially it was an overview of where some of the <coughs> larger analysts believe the state of the economy lies in Canada, and it starts by saying, with a picture of David Rosenberg, who is uh, Gluskin Chef's uh, head economist, it starts by saying, Canada's economy has been a bright spot in the dimming global economy, but perhaps not for much longer. According to several bold calls at Bloomberg's Canadian Fixed Income Conference on Wednesday, this past week, and David Rosenberg, the chief economist at Gluskin Chef and Associates, Inc., he was the most bearish, and he put the odds of a recession in Canada now at 80%. As he says, slowing global growth swamps any fiscal stimulus ahead. In fact, he sees the Bank of Canada cutting interest rates four times in the near future as a result. You've read this article. Your thoughts on where this is heading and what it means to gold and silver. Yeah, I think, you know, we're seeing the same few factors being put everywhere across every article, which is this idea that the U.S.-China trade war, how long can Canada hold out against it? And I don't know about you, Darren, but I'm exhausted by this trade war negotiation. It's on, it's off, it's on, it's off, risk on, risk off, risk on, risk off. It's really starting to get to me. But the other aspect is the slowing global economy. Now at this particular event, most economists um, were happy to stay with the consensus that, the, that they don't see a recession, that they want to stick with what all the economists are saying because no one wants to stick their, head, their neck out like David Rosenberg did. Um, particularly for me, what stood out in this article was what um, 
uh, David Wolf was saying, and he is a part of the asset allocation team at Fidelity Investments. Um, and he said, quote, if a recession does come, it could actually be a lot more severe than people think. And he went on to say that he's underweight the Canadian dollar and expects to see a pretty significant depreciation in the currency over the medium to long term. So for me, that is one of the biggest reasons to be holding precious metals because gold is real money. We call it the real money show. And it is a hedge against currencies. And you can see gold in the Cana versus the Canadian dollar. It's only had two down years in the last 15 years. And what you end up seeing, if you looked at a chart of gold versus a bunch of different currencies, you'd see that gold is up against them all. Because at the end of the day, currencies are all moving in one direction, down. They're all headed to zero. And so gold is hedging against that. So for me, what David Wolf said in that he um, expects a significant depreciation in the Canadian dollar, that, that makes me want to run to gold. Well, run to gold you should because gold, as we will discuss through the show, is better than a savings account, my friend. We are going to touch on that, in fact, in the next segment. But before we do, not only was Bloomberg writing about the woes of the potential uh, black hole that economies around the world find themselves in, including Canada, and in fact, those expectations rising dramatically for recession, but also, the IMF was pointing out that they have had a major, major concern regarding their policy analysis. And in fact, we had another article this week, which we'll put in the newsletter, talking about that, where the IMF admits policy it was pushing for years has led world to the edge of disaster. And uh, we're going to talk about that article as well in the next segment and much, much more now. You want to get gold and silver into your portfolio, and I suggest you run while the prices are still good, not walk. You go to guildhallwealth.com. That is a great website. There you can shop online through our e-store. You can look into storage if that's something you want to use to secure your bullion, to be able to buy and sell by phone. If, we will talk about it later in the show, you want to put this into an RSP or a TFSA, perhaps both, there is also that awesome opportunity to do so through that website guildhallwealth.com the number to call to get a free investor package while you're listening 18778 silver that's 18778 silver you are tuned into the real money show we will be right back you are listening to global news radio 640 toronto the real money show with guildhall wealth management is back and in segment 2 as we promised a discussion about a new article coming out this week, Jeremy, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, arguably the world's biggest banking authority, admits, and this is the title of the article, policy it was pushing for years has led world to edge of disaster. We're going to include this in our weekly newsletter. It'll come out this week or next. And the article basically talks about a very important and specific point, which is the law of unintended consequences and what they thought was a great opportunity to keep interest rates artificially low. Boost the economy. Boost the economy to spurn on spending. Yeah. They are now going 180 degrees around and saying, hold on a second. That might not have been the best policy to go forward. Why do they always have to mess with things? Why do they always feel that they have to manipulate and, and try to get their metal into things? This article is all about unintended consequences of low interest rates. 
And they point to, to three things. And this was from Michael Avery of Rabobank. It says, A, it encourages investors to take more risk. B, the financial sector has to search for yield and take on more risk and find less liquid securities. And finally, corporate debt being a major issue. So the, now this is, this is the key. The exposure of all of these things, as the IMF says, may act, I say will act, as amplifiers to shock. Um, that's huge. That's basically like saying in the next crisis, you'll see a financial collapse. That's, that's something you've never seen. It will, make, it will make 2008 look like an opening salvo to this. And why not? They manipulated it since, since then. They manipulated the interest rates down. That was supposed to be a temporary policy. It's not. And now you have these unintended consequences of everyone searching for yield, taking more risk. All of the different things that are happening, I, I'm, you know, if, if this isn't enough to make you want to hedge yourself into precious metals, I don't know what is. Well, listen, in that search for yield, taking riskier, less liquid securities, which they say will amplify loss on the way down, is no way to live. And if you're supporting a family, if you're working hard, if you're trying to build your own wealth, then owning physical gold, silver may in fact be an excellent insurance policy right now. And one last thing that this article talks about, it says, does essentially it asks, does IMF have a solution to this? No, they don't. And they don't. They, they have something that they want to use macro... Uh, prudential tools which, which is, is like what they were saying about the organic money printing right there's right? no it's there's, ridiculous there's no answer they don't have a solution for that well the imf the long-term consequences of cheap money are basically unknown well what is known there is a historical timeline of having success as a wealth builder through the ownership of physical gold physical silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds in fact jeremy in 2008 and 9 Gold and silver were among the fastest, in, in particular silver, the fastest to get back to their pre-2008 levels and to excel into a brand new bull run, which for 36 months took them to gold to an all-time new high and silver back to its range of its all-time high. Yeah, they work, That is wealth building at its finest. Yeah, they work great in a crisis, and at the end of the day, this idea of the IMF you know, touting low interest rates has been wrong. And what it has done is created a war on savers because there isn't a high interest rate in savings anymore. You have to search for that yield. Well, in fact, I want to talk a bit about that for a moment. That topic of savings, you say, Jeremy, is something that's near and dear to our show. At guildhallwealth.com, you'll find in the blog section, over time, we've discussed this topic about the war on savers and gold and silver as a savings account, an alternative, if you will, to paper currency in a bank. Now, it comes as no surprise, or it shouldn't at least, that we all can agree right now having a savings account, not the greatest idea in the world. If I put 10 or 15 grand, if I'm lucky enough to be among the Canadians, the 5 or 6% of Canadians that are actually saving money right now, this is what greedyrates.ca as of this week, has said my savings will earn me. Okay. Okay? In a bank account at Tangerine, called the Tangerine Standard Savings, 2.75% for new clients, like a credit card low rate, if you will, and then the regular rate, 1.10. Scotia Momentum Plus Savings Account says up to 3% with a promotion. So basically nothing there either. Wealth Simple Save, 2%. 
TDE premium savings, 1.05%. RBC, high interest e-savings. They're high interest e-savings, 1%. And the list goes on and on through CIBC, BMO, all the majors are there. And, And for a moment, I just wanted you to have the opportunity to talk a little bit about gold's performance annually as a method of savings instead of putting it in a bank account? Well, listen, we know since 2004 in Canadian dollars, there's been two down years, one 1.9%, one 23%. But between 2005 and 2012, you had multiple, multiple double-digit gains in gold. And then since 2013, that one major down year, you had 75 5.9, 6.0, 6.3, and so far this year, up 125 So it looks like we're moving back to those double-digit gains. But either way, I mean, the opportunity cost to hold and to hold gold, if you're storing it, is 1.25%. I mean, these numbers are, are still, even with the cost of doing business, you're beating a savings account. That's right. And Canada is still one of the, the one places in the world where they're, they're not being affected by negative interest rates. How long before they are? I mean, look at what we talked about in the first segment. If the, if Ca- the Bank of Canada starts dropping interest rates, how far are we from negative rates? Well, go over to guildhallwealth.com, get a free investor kit, make the phone call one eight seven seven eight silver When we come back, Jeremy, we're going to touch on two things, silver ratio and how it can be used, silver to gold ratio, and how it can be used as a strategy to determine when to buy and own silver versus gold. And we're also going to talk about TFSAs versus RSPs. But before we do that, let's find out whether or not the idea of holding gold as a savings account is as liquid as it is a savings account. That and much, much more, you are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. Go there. There's an e-store. You can shop online for gold and silver from the comfort of your own home. You can see our product offerings. Set up an opportunity to speak with somebody at our office. Get the free investor kit. Get on the email newsletter. It's free of charge. It will get you informed. That and much, much more. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thank you for staying tuned to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm Darren Long, your host, and with me, Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. Jeremy, on our point of using gold or silver as savings and the war on savers in our last segment and how real banks in this day and age are not giving anything for holding money, basically you're losing when you compare it against inflation, uh, is gold liquid is silver liquid if i use it for a savings account i come to guild hall and i say hey instead of my twenty thousand sitting in the bank i want to put it in gold right now but i need it every now and then for the new truck for the new purchase i might have an emergency how liquid is gold and silver it's incredibly liquid now let's take an example of a very large amount of gold okay, okay. i had a client last year uh, actually, about a year and a half ago, buy additional gold for his holdings, and he bought uh, close to 140, a little over 140 ounces of gold. Uh, we delivered the product. Uh, you know, the that was covered. That's fine. He called yesterday, wanted to sell. We were able to get the product, deposit it to the to the vault, give him, and send a wire out today. So within one day, we were sending him a wire for his product. And he did very well on the product because the the price of gold's up 
um, at least 150 to $200 uh, from when he originally purchased it. But that's how liquid it is, and that's on a large account. You're looking at getting your funds in less than 48 hours in that, in that scenario. So on smaller accounts, it's even quicker. You know, clients can bring their product back and they would be provided a check same day. Or if they're in the vault, they're getting their quote right away, right? They're, get, they're selling the product right then and there and the check's in the mail. Or if they need a wire, they, we can send them a wire. Uh, any, anything is possible. But in terms of liquidity, absolutely. This is, this is as liquid as cash in that sense. All right. I go into a bank. I want to pull from my savings. Round trip visit. I'm talking, what, 10 minutes? 10, 12, 15 minutes, depending on how busy the bank is. I want to liquidate my gold silver round trip. I want to be in and out as quick as I can. We talking any difference? Going to the bank to get your gold and sell your gold? No, I'm talking about <laughs> going to the bank to get my savings. I want to get them out of the, I want to physically go to the teller and say, hey, I want to take $5,000 out of my savings well, account. Well, take, take Tangerine, for instance, and, and I have an account with them. It takes, it takes more than, it takes two business days. Right. If I if I click, I need cash right now. Push it into my RBC, t, you know, TD, whatever. It's going to take at least two days. If I'm right. if I, otherwise, I can just go to the bank and and take it out of my ATM. So cash is very quick. Obviously, there's a, one additional transaction involved in precious metals. But the question becomes is which is which is as safe or which you know they're both great to have. But gold and silver, you know, we talked about it in the last segment. Gold up nine, 9% average per year, which is much better than the quote-unquote high savings rates that we're getting right now in Canadian banks, unfortunately. So in some ways, you have to consider that opportunity cost to look at, well, would it be worth it to put some money into, into gold for the next five years because I'm going to overcome my cost of doing business and I'm going to be looking at getting potentially again, if we're just going by the averages of 9%, but we have hit into a bull market territory where we're seeing double-digit gains now. Well, as it comes to gold and silver and making that decision to own it, obviously one of the questions the buyers will have when they come to Guildhall is, what's better? Which they start with, gold, silver? And it's a tough question to answer because sometimes one metal over the other might be right for the person. Due diligence is involved. They must assess their own uh, strategies themselves, and they must understand it from the perspective of their own wealth. We can help with that. We can help with product discussions, storage, talking about how to buy and sell and all those things that are part of it. But I sometimes think the gold to silver ratio that we talk about on this very show is a great instrument. And let's help people understand why uh, to help them make the decision of gold versus silver used as a strategy. Um, first, Jeremy, the, the gold to silver ratio currently sits at about 84 to 1. Tell us what the gold to silver ratio is. So it's how many ounces of gold, silver does it take to buy an ounce of gold? It should be called the silver-gold ratio, but it's not. It's called the gold-silver ratio. And that comes from the historically the amount of silver that was brought out of the ground compared to the amount of gold. So it was always sort of 16 to 1. They based the American bimetallic standard on that exact ratio. And, of course, that... The, the average over the last 100 years, I think, was 60 to 1. Um, I, I note here from you, Darren, that you're saying the 10-year average has actually been 50 to 1. Correct. We've had very few opportunities to buy it at the 90 to 1 level, which we saw actually this summer. And that's always been an incredible buying opportunity. And, you know, we know that when the bull market ends in precious metals, at least looking at the two major bull markets in uh, the 
in the 20th century, it ended at 16 to 1. And so that's something that investors look at to say, okay, well, I want to buy it when it, I want to buy silver when it's wide, and I want to sell silver when it's, when it's narrow. All right. That gold silver ratio, it's repeatable. We can look at it as a tool, a great way to accumulate, use it as a strategy. We can talk more about that when you as a buyer come to Guildhall. The website is guildhallwealth.com. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver Again, one eight seven seven eight silver It is time to think about putting gold and silver into your portfolio today, and we can help you with that. There are lots of strategies to consider and lots of reasonable outcomes based on that. When we come back, we are going to talk TFSA versus RSP. What are clients doing now and why? We're going to talk about the strategies of both, pros and cons of both. We'll reference Edward Jones, one of my favorite financial institutions, one that I actually do Subscribe to. I so we'll talk a, a manager there. So there you go. Uh, that and much, much more. You are tuned into The Real Money Show. And if you want real money, gold, silver, natural, fancy colored diamonds, come talk to us. Come see us. Go to the website. Do the e-store online shopping. If you're starting small and you want to sample something in gold or silver, over $1,000, we'll send it to you free of charge. You can arrange a time to pick it up. If you want to store it, you can put it in a depository account, or as we're going to discuss in a minute, something that's very exciting, get gold and silver into a new RSP or TFSA, or use an existing TFSA or RSP that already has funds in it and get some gold and silver in there. We'll show you how in a minute to talk more about that when we come back. A little bit about diamonds and lots more to discuss on gold and silver. Jeremy, this is the war on savers and we are talking about everything gold, silver and why you should own it. This is the real money show with Guildhall Wealth Management and you are tuned into Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thank you for staying tuned to The Real Money Show. TFSAs versus RSPs. We've seen a pullback in precious metals, a big welcome to the bull market, 2019 takeoff point, if you will. Both gold and silver, Jeremy, up very decisively in the last 12 months. It's been a rainbow of sorts, and I believe there is a pot of gold, so to speak, at the end of that rainbow for those who are smart enough, wise enough, and want to protect the wealth they've already amassed, looking to grow that wealth. This is the moment. And in doing so, if you have been over to the website guildhallwealth.com or you've called us at one eight seven seven eight silver use that number. You've been in discussions thinking about adding gold and silver to your registered accounts or a TFSA. This is an exciting time to do it because right now we are going to talk about the pros and the cons of using the RSP versus the TFSA as related to you by Edward Jones, the big financial company in Canada. And Jeremy, it is time throughout the year to talk about this. It is time to make sure that the entire population knows what a benefit having a TFSA or an RSP can be. And quite frankly, that TFSA, the tax-free savings account, a significant different uh, way to hold gold and silver, physical, which is tangible. You can hold it in your hands. Remember, this is not paper. We are not dealing in futures. You are not dealing in a mining company. This is actual tangible bars and coins, silver and gold. And when you are opening up an account, of course, one of the questions we get asked is, should I put it into my RSP? Should I put it into TFSAs? And really, the experience that we've had with our client base, Jeremy, tells us that you should be doing both. 
And in fact, that's what most of our client base is actually doing, putting a little bit in both. Yeah, what we find is a lot of people will use RSPs perhaps to start where they have funds in registered accounts that they're not using. They don't like the current investments they have. They want to take control of their finances. They want to become their own central banks, as uh, Gregory Manorino likes to say, and we love that uh, that saying as well. And so they'll, they'll start with the RSPs, hold physical gold, go through the process, get their inventory report, maybe even go to the vault personally, audit their holdings, hold the metal in your hand, because as you know, we like to say, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. And then once they've kind of gone through that process, they've transferred funds from an existing RSP to one over with Guildhall, and they put the precious metals in, they start to look at other ways to own precious metals, and the TFSA is, is definitely one way that they can look at. This is something where they just, what's great about this is you know that no matter how high silver goes or gold goes, you just don't have to worry about having to pay the capital gains at the end. On the TFSA, that is the truth, and it is probably the single most important reason why people have the TFSA. It is a long-term hold. This is not day trading. We don't handle it that way. The mentality is not to buy and sell this. It's rather to take advantage of the ownership of long-term gold and silver ownership. And, and I'll tell you something else. Would I... Would I particularly love about holding physical gold in a TFSA is you have accessibility to it. You know, most people think that something in an RSP or a TFSA is something that you will not have access to. We've had a couple clients do it. At least we've gone through the process to know it can be done where they unregistered their TFSA gold and they took it home. And it was a very easy process. Obviously, we don't want to see people do it. We'd like to see them hold the gold in their TFSA. But the point of, that I'm trying to make is that that's how liquid it is. That's how available it is. You want to take it out of your TFSA? No problem. We deregister it. You go to the vault, pick it up. That, if that doesn't tell you how transparent this investment is, and if that doesn't tell you that you are dealing in specifically physical product that's yours and allocated to you, I don't know what is. Well, that's one of the points of ownership of gold and silver is physical, tangible. And yes, it does not pay a dividend and you can't live in it as they say. But the fact is, when it comes time to make that decision, ultimately to make sure you have your wealth insured, do you want a piece of paper or do you want something you can hold in your hands? Now, Jeremy, when it comes to the TFSA, I want to let people know right now, in a tax-free savings account, if you've never owned one before and you qualify as a Canadian with the age limits and everything can make the maximum contribution, that means you could open up a tax-free savings account right now and contribute up to $63,500 into that account to be used for whatever you like that's available, not just gold and silver. And I've had clients that have maxed it out. They've sold property that they had, not comfortable getting back into the into the real estate market, as you talked about in the first segment. You know the 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 bubble, as it were, in cannabis condos and crude. and crude, um, that uh, they took their profits and the husband and wife maxed out their TFSA with silver, using the ratio as a strategy, looking to eventually, as that as that uh, ratio between silver and gold narrows converting those profits into gold down the road. All right, let's come back and talk about what Edward Jones called the pro and the con of each the RSP and the TFSA, as well as an article 
on Zero Hedge entitled Central Bank Issues a Stunning Warning. If the entire system collapses, gold will be needed to start over. A scary thought, but we're going to shed some light on that article. So stay tuned. The website, guildhallwealth.com. Go there to start your journey. The number 18778, also another way to start getting information right to your home. 18778 Silver. And if you're in the mood to get a little bit of information, we would be happy to speak with you personally if at the point of contact you'd like to hear from us. So go ahead, get that website, get some physical gold and silver into your portfolio, start the journey now, get educated about what might potentially be the single best way to ensure your wealth and to grow your wealth moving forward. That's guildhallwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about a lot more. There's lots left. The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The pros and cons of RSPs versus TFSAs as defined by Edward Jones. They say, it's time to make a contribution towards your retirement or other savings goals. Which savings vehicle is the best option? Now let's move right on to RSPs. RSP contribution limits for Canadians continue to increase every year. That's a pro. Your allowable contribution is 18% of your earned income from the previous year to a maximum of just over 26000 in 2018. And that can also be something that has built up over the years. So if you've never had an RSP contribution, you may stand to gain tremendously from the amount that can be placed into an RSP right now. Interesting. Now, the con of an RSP, the negative side, as Edward Jones lays it out, on the other hand, an RSP only defers payment of income tax until your retirement years and forced annual withdrawal amounts after age 71 may reduce government old age benefits. Those with a rich pension plan, working in retirement, or major sources of alternative income may want to consider additional saving options such as a TFSA in consultation with your financial advisor. Well, what that's basically saying is that essentially, since you're just deferring the tax, you have to be able to beat inflation with your investments and be able to absorb those taxes later. The deferring of tax is not the issue. It's the fact that in 20, 30, 40 years that you put in a loaf of bread and you don't get back a slice. You get back the full bread as it is today. So a $20 bill today will not buy you what a $20 bill will in 20, 30 years. So you have to you have to make a certain amount. And that's why we love gold in the TFSA, because if you look at the track record of at least 9% average a year, that's not including good years and bad years. I guess that does include both years. That, um, that you know, that's what you're looking for. 9% a year beats inflation in terms of past performance. Sure. Now, on the RSP side, they also point out that the allowable contribution, let's just say you make the maximum in 2018, which is just a little over 26000 it's deducted from your gross taxable income for the year, and you may end up with a tax refund. Very beneficial in the now versus the later. Mm -hmm. uh, again, if you're earning less when you retire, which is what the normal avenue is for most folks, that may be the best way to go. So I put $20,000 in my RSP. I get a tax rebate of 20000 Correct. Right? Um, and when I get a tax, uh, when I get my tax check, right, my rebate check, I take that money and put it into a TFSA and buy silver. Correct. You could do that. In addition to that, you could actually use 
that refund to offset the 1.25% of storage, which is the only ongoing cost of owning gold or silver. So again, that's something we can work towards helping you show. Now, moving on to TFSA's pros and cons. Edward Jones says the following, the TFSA, the tax-free savings account, is an all-purpose way to invest as it can be used to save for any financial goal. Canadians can invest up to 6000 annually and carry it forward any unused contribution. That's as of right now. While that annual contribution is not tax deductible, any growth in your TFSA investments is sheltered from taxation even when money is withdrawn. So that money becomes tax-free. So if you put in and buy silver at seventeen fifty today, 18 bucks, and it goes to 36 and you've doubled the value of your money, there's no tax, capital gains tax, on that income, which is a fantastic way to look at a pro side, the positive side of a TFSA. So when you make gains in your TFSA, it's a way of uh, getting back against the deferring of the taxes in the RSP. That's right. Unlike the RSP, you can withdraw the TFSA money without any tax anytime you want, and the full amount of any withdrawals can be put back into the TFSA in future years. Not the same year, but in future years. Uh, unlike, however, the RSP, income earned in a TFSA and amounts withdrawn do not affect your eligibility for federal income benefits and credits. So it won't impact old age. There's some benefits to that there. Now, on the negative side, the chief disadvantage, as stated by Edward Jones, to a TFSA is that your contributions are not tax deductible. So you don't receive an immediate kick like the RSP in that tax year. So if this year I give you know, all that 63500 I put it into my TFSA, never had one before, and I maximize it, and I go buy gold and silver. None of that 63500 counts towards my tax-deductible amounts for the current year. So you have to weigh those pros and cons. Jeremy, I like your approach the best when you simply said you have the RSP, you make a contribution, whatever you save and whatever you get back, you can put that towards your TFSA. You've got the best of both worlds, and in fact... Outside of Edward Jones at Guildhall, that is what the average person is, in fact, doing it. They're balancing both their RSP and their TFSA with some gold and silver. And opening an account for an RSP is really easy. It takes less than 20 minutes. Um, you know, you're just setting up an, an account. If you're doing a transfer from one institution to another, you just have to open up the like account over at Guildhall. It's very easy to just transfer funds from one existing institution to another. Getting started takes no time. We walk you through it. We walk you through right from the beginning, right through to the to your purchase of precious metals, right through to your sale of precious metals. We're your single point of contact for a registered account. And I personally, I think that's unheard of because most places you have to call uh, call in and you're speaking to someone you've never spoken to before and you go through all these security things and whatnot that it does become a hassle. So I do believe that people like that personalized touch that they get with Guildhall. Okay, guildhallwealth.com is the website, 18778silver to get physical gold into your RSP or TFSA. And we'll throw in a little kick, Jeremy, for every 5,000 US that a person puts into a registered account, TFSA, we will give them one gram of free gold. That's per account up to a maximum of 10 grams per account. Open up a TFSA and an RSP. That's up to 20 grams of gold coming your way. We like to do that. That's our thank you for coming aboard. And when we come back, Jeremy, we're going to talk about the article of the week. What did the Dutch Central Bank do that is shocking everyone in the banking world? You are tuned in to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. You are tuned in to Global News 640 Toronto.
Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Jeremy, let's take this show home for the last segment, a bit of a summary and an article of the week. Something that came to us via Zero Hedge entitled, Central Bank Issues a Stunning Warning. If the entire system collapses, gold will be needed to start over. Now, for us, common sense. We've known this for a long time. We practice what we preach. We've always believed that gold would become part of the financial system somewhere down the road. History now, in the short term, is also in favor of that because this notion, and it pretends to what relates to what the Dutch Central Bank did, is telling us that other countries are getting weary. Germany, Venezuela, Austria, and others talking about what? Repatriating gold mm. or adding gold to their reserves. Mm. The, this was a great article to see, stunning in many respects, because uh, the Dutch Central Bank published this article um, with a shocking claim that if the system collapses, the gold stock that they have can serve as the basis to build it up again. Gold boast, bolsters confidence in the stability of a central bank's balance sheet and creates a sense of security. Wow. Imagine if the Fed came out and said that. We're going to get our gold back. We're going we're gonna to show you the gold. We're going to let you into the vault. We're going to show you that, that everything that we have is based on gold so you can trust us going forward. That would be amazing for them if they have it, if they're willing to show it. The article goes on to state that a bar of gold retains its value even in times of crisis. This makes it the opposite of shares, bonds, and other securities, all of which have inherent risk and prices can go down. Oh, yeah, wow. Have they been listening to The Real Money Show? Well, must have. But listen, let's let everyone in on a dirty little secret. Okay. As a listener, when is the last time you went to a bank and said, hey, I'd like to buy some gold and silver? Bet you nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, the bank says we don't sell physical gold and silver. There's no such thing. However, here's the dirty little secret. Since 2009, central banks that matter around the world, in fact, all of them, have become net buyers of gold. Right, except Meaning, Canada, we sold except ours. Except for Canada, we sold ours, a bunch of idiots. But, but we, had, that's, we, we got mining, we could nationalize. Mm -hmm. We could nationalize, guess how that would go. But getting back to this article, that's the dirty little secret. This is happening behind closed doors, and this is another event, a shock to the system, because when people are reading this, other economists, financial advisors, banks, whoa, what are they doing? It's it's a truth, it's a truth breath of fresh air, mm -hmm. is what it is. When, a, when the Dutch Central Bank calls gold, quote, a trust anchor they go on to say gold is the trust anchor for the financial system the whole system collapses the gold stock provides collateral to start over gold gives confidence in the power of the central bank's balance sheet so look this goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the show about the imf the fact that they said low interest rates are not working it's forcing people to look for yield it's forcing risk into the system it has all of these unintended con consequences and this is going to head to a major, major collapse. This is the IMF talking about it, that, the, that there will be crazy shocks. Well, the Dutch Central Bank are, are, are acting very prudently when they say, yeah, that, that can definitely happen. And so not only that, they've gone on to move their, the gold holdings to like a military base. There's something that's heavily guarded. They're making that quite known. So this comes about, and as you mentioned, Darren, central banks around the world becoming net buyers that 
there's also the repatriation of the gold. There's a lack of trust going on. When the system freezes, as we saw in 2008, when banks stop trusting each other, what happens when central banks stop trusting each other? You need full collateral because at the end of the day, your ETFs aren't going to matter. The, the, the bank won't accept your ETF to pay off your mortgage. You're going to need something else. You're going to need cash or you're going to need something that has an asset. Right, that's an asset like gold and silver. So, um, which is another reason why the Bank of International Settlements decided this year that they would call gold a tier one asset. And so, you see the world knowing where this is all headed. They hold know up, the hold risks. Up, hold up, hold up. Bank of International Settlement calls gold tier one asset, the best tier one. Yeah, not tier five, not tier four, not tier no. three, tier one. It's like having cash. Dutch Central Bank just called gold the trust anchor. Yep. How long before the mentality of the public changes? Is it just something that's happening in Europe or other places around the world? Why is it not happening here in Canada? Well, it is happening, Darren. I mean, if oh. you look if you look at Guildhall, for instance, we have people all the time acquiring precious metals in their registered accounts, TFSAs, uh, direct from us, putting it into into uh, depository accounts, even allocating uh, allocated using the allocated financing and. They don't sell just because the market goes down $20 on gold. That's paper price moving up and down. That has nothing to do with someone's actual physical holdings of physical metals. I have a question. 30 seconds. When does the Fed in the U.S., the Federal Reserve in the U.S., take a page out of this exact Dutch Central Bank's playbook and do the same? I, I, I don't know. I, do I wonder. If, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. They I, know what it means if gold goes higher. Well, that's Their part US of the reason. Dollar loses. That's what part of the reason why you don't see gold skyrocketing because they use paper to keep to keep it keep it locked as much as possible. They can't because there's a physical market out there that people continue to accumulate. But uh, great to see other central banks being rational. Uh, Germany being another one. There's going to be more and more coming forward. And be your own central bank. Don't wait for the central banks to bail you out. Bail yourself out. Get some physical metal in your portfolio today. All right. You want to be your own central bank and start that process? Go over to guildhallwealth.com. And while you're there, check out all the various account types. If you want to take it home, go to the e-store online. It's as easy as shopping for something in the comfort of your own home. If you want to talk about storage and take some product, put it into storage, or take some of your existing product you already have at home that's not safe and put it into storage, we have that option available to you as well and throughout the show we talked about the registered accounts jeremy right now for every five thousand us you're putting into those accounts you will get a gram of gold absolutely free of charge up to a maximum of 10 grams so that's the rsp tfsa option and we have lots more to talk about we'll do it on later shows we want to thank you for being tuned into this show the website to check us out guildhallwealth.com Call the number right now, one eight seven seven eight silver and we will get out free of charge a package of information that may just ensure your wealth. Gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds, all of the above. Yes, please. Let's get that started now. You have been tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. You've been listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.